Sunday morning, you're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. Jay Renee, what should the Christian response be to all of the unrest, the protests, the disarray that we see going on in our nation, in every city almost of every of the United States right now? What should the Christian response be to what we are experiencing right now? First of all, I, I really do think that we as Christians have to see what the word of God says, what really is social justice. And when we look at it in terms of the Bible, social justice is taking care of the widows, taking care of the poor and, and bringing justice to those who've been wrong. We do understand that. But we are not to be engaged into violence and protests in such a way that it causes confusions, hurt and people dying in the streets as a result. I think that that what we need to do is to pray to God and ask him, what do we need to do and follow his instructions? The ways of the world is not our ways. And we cannot be seduced in into doing some things that really does not cause our light to shine. Matter of fact, I think one of the things that when I when I look at all this, I believe Martin Luther King had the right idea. And it might seem to seem to others that he maybe was he was weak and he allowed someone to spit up on him and put him in jail and put the hose on him but he understood his cause he understood that there was going to be persecution as a result of him standing he wasn't for rioting in the streets but he was for protest and, and he know, did it in an orderly fashion but, and it was the church that allowed him and it was a result of the church that really caused this change in the earth. I think that that is where the enemy hoodwinks some of the people that are believers because he gets them to believe that if they don't do anything, that they're passive and that they have this laissez-faire attitude and that they're allowing others to walk over them. But the truth of the matter is that when you take up the cause of Christ, the way that you approach things is is 180 degree different than the way of the world. Will you rather protest or pray? And some say, well, if you're praying, you're not doing anything. And people who say that, I pose to them that they don't understand the power of prayer. That's right. Because when you understand the power of prayer, there is a power you have when you pray that will accomplish things that no protest could ever accomplish. The heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, and he'll turn it any which way he choose when the saints of God and will you know, pray. I think a great example is that when, when that happened in it was in, in the Carolinas when the young boy 
went in and shot in the church, in the church and the way that they, their the response, response their yes. response, the Christian community came together and, they and really what it, did, what it did, it really was a defense because it kept everything else out. out. Yes. They when didn't the, bring that protest. They, in that's there. right. They, when they immediately began to start praying, praying. it kept all that, st- the negative stuff out and the blacks and the whites were together holding hands. And not only that, if you recall, they prayed and offered public forgiveness for the guy that had come into their church and brutally murdered oh their God. pastor and their parishioners. Not only were they praying, but they were praying for the one that had offended them. And that is the love and a, and a forgiveness that except you have God in your heart, Absolutely. you can't even understand really. it. I mean, that is something God. We puts, all have to really that reckon is, with that. that is I a, saw that's that, a difficult thing. I had thing. to look within and say, oh, could, I, could really, I do it? Could I really do that at this time and moment? But one thing about God is this, is that even if you have the anger in your heart immediately after that, because to tell you the truth, you see some things and you're, you, you get, get angry, angry about it. But he and, knew but, that. And, but he knew that. But the thing about it, but if you yield yourself to God and say, God, I want to obey you and I want to do the, do it the way you say do it, then that anger begins to, to, subside. to it subside. He said, be dissipate. angry. And sin, sin not. And so so he knows you're going to get angry over some things. Absolutely. But in all of your anger, but the, you take that to God in prayer and right. ask God to turn your heart around. I don't want to protest. I want to pray. I don't want to have revenge, but I want to have righteousness reign in my heart. Absolutely. There's some things of God that need to be portrayed in the people of God. And if this sounds antiquated to you, that means you've come far from where the gospel is. We contend for the faith That's that has right. been delivered to the people of God. And that's what I want to talk about today is that contending, that fighting. And it is a fight. It, it is really a wrestling. Is. It is a struggle to, to fight for that faith that has been delivered to the people of God. I'm not talking about faith that is only common to your denomination or faith that is only common to your group of, of where the believers gather with your in your church. But I'm talking about the faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the faith that has been delivered, that was delivered to the apostles and they didn't have a church named Presbyterian or Methodist or right. Episcopalian. It's the faith of the people of God. And this this breaks barriers of denomination. This breaks barriers of racism. And it breaks every single barrier. It comes in red, the blood of Jesus. That's right. This is the faith that has been given to the saints of God. When you see laws being passed and ordinances being passed and they are against the gospel, you keep fighting for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you that don't means ch- even speaking up. It's speaking up. You don't change the bylaws of your church. You don't vote in to change how you're going to preach and how you're going to present the truth. There's only one truth and it is the Lord. He said, I am the way and the truth. And And he doesn't change. That's right. Absolutely. That is so perfect. Exactly what you're saying there. Listen, when you see some things that are done and like right now we have in, in, in America where it looks like the church is being attacked. I mean, the religious freedom Many of you probably don't even realize that the churches are being attacked for their stance. When he's talking about contending for the faith, he's talking about fighting for the faith. There comes a time when you've got to shut your door. You've got to be willing to say, I will defend the gospel of Jesus Absolutely. Christ if it costs me my life. I will not come down. I will not like Nehemiah, Nehemiah says, I will not come down yeah. from the building of this wall because I am doing the work of the Lord. I will not bow. I will not compromise the truth of the gospel. This is the faith that he has given to me and I will stand on it. It was Larnell Harris. I don't know if you remember Larnell Harris 
the singer, but he used he used to have a song and it says, even when it costs me something, I will worship God mm-hmm. even then. Mm-hmm. It's easy to worship when it doesn't cost you anything. When you can come freely and worship and lift your hands and bow down before the throne of God and it doesn't cost you anything. But when it costs you something, will you worship even then? When you have to contend and fight and when you have to wrestle for the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ to be preeminent above all other doctrine Mm -hmm. and all other things that are being taught and spoken, will you stand and defend the truth of the gospel even then? You have to contend because that is what he told us in his word. Absolutely. And I'm going to read that in Jude. This is, it's a one chapter, Jude one and verse one and two. And then I go to three. We're talking about contending for the faith. It says, I Jude am a slave to Jesus Christ and brother to James writing to those loved by God and God, the father called and kept safe by Jesus Christ. He says, relax. Everything's going to be all right. Rest. Everything's coming together. Open your heart. Love is on the way. You know, there's times when it looks like in the world that, that everything is adverse to what God says. And, and you're getting some are getting so fearful that they're full of anxiety and they're losing sleep at night because of the things that are going on in the earth. And this is what Jude is saying. He says, listen, relax. He says, rest. Everything's going to come together. Open your hearts. Love is on the way. And this is the one where we're talking about contending for the faith. He says in verse three and four, it says, dear friends, he says, I've dropped everything to write you about this life of salvation that we have in common. I have to write insisting, begging that you fight with everything you have in you for this faith entrusted to you as a gift to guard and to cherish. And that is very important. We have the word of God and we, we have said to the Lord that we want to give ourselves to him. We, we want to live our lives to him, meaning that we have to obey no matter what the cost and the love of God should be something that we cherish. The scripture goes on to say this, what has happened is that some people, and this is very important. It says, what has happened is that some people have infiltrated mm. our ranks. Our scriptures warn us this would happen who beneath their pious skins are shameless scoundrels. Their design is to replace the sheer grace of our God with sheer license, which means doing away with Jesus Christ. And that is the one and only master. That's the very intent. intent. And so some of you are thinking this is a carnal war. It's not carnal. You you think you're fighting against a white policeman or you think you're fighting against a white mayor or white. No, 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 no. You are not. Because if you look at, Actually, in all honesty, the the media even tries to hide that from you. Not everyone, not every police officer who has been involved in a shooting is even white. Some right. of them are black, right. and the ones they shoot are black. So it's black on black. This is not about the color of your skin. This is not even about the gender of the person. This is a spiritual warfare. We are fighting against spiritual wickedness and high. And it is not just related to police and police shootings. No. But this thing goes well beyond that. This is a spiritual warfare, and it is spiritual wickedness placed in high places and they are coming to contend for the faith that it was been delivered to the saints of God that they might stamp out the very that's name it, of that, Jesus right because there, all in, in the Bible all they wanted them to do, do when they beat him the they said just don't preach look we'll let you go but stop preaching his name Absolutely. and the apostle said what I pray every believer will say today we don't know any other name to preach other here. than the name of Jesus and this is what he said he said 
says that the people have infiltrated. They come in here. Our ranks. And they look that, like you. Come on. They sound like you. They dress like but you. But when the, the rubber meets the road, right. if you will look with the eyes of discernment, you will find out that even though on the outward appearance they look like me, they wear the same clothing I wear. They're they have the same kind of Bible I have. They know the words to the songs we sing. But if you will look through the eyes of faith, they don't acknowledge the very power of your God. No, they don't. Ask them about the power of prayer. Ask them about the worth of prayer, about the blood of Jesus, about the name of the Lord. Everyone professing Christ is See, not his. What you're talking about right now is when the, when the Bible says test every spirit. Test, try the spirit, spirit whether it be of God. That's right. He said try the spirit and there is ways that you try the spirit. He said that those who mention the name of Jesus Christ, he said they're his, but there, there are some that will not, they'll sit up there and they'll preach the word, teach the word, but they will not mention Jesus Christ. And he said, but why do you call me Lord if you won't do Come the on. things that I've told you so to do? Not everyone that names the name of the Lord belongs to he, him because, because some have crept in unaware. Pray God that he opens your eyes, that you are aware of everything that comes through the door. Not that it was a man in a black suit or a woman in a white jacket, but that it was a spirit, the spirit that walked in the door when the man in the black suit came in, the spirit that came in when the woman with the white jacket came what spirit is operating in them? Sometimes that spirit of deception and the spirit of confusion and strife Seduction. have walked in your yes. door. Seduction. And as you know, one of our dear friends, that Jezebel spirit, That's right. he has taught and written about it a lot. You better check the spirits that are walking up in that sanctuary because it's not about how well they're dressed. It's not about how well they speak and it's not about the kind of car they drive. You better check the spirit that's operating through them and you better try those spirits, whether they be of God, God whether they not be of God. Now, in order to do that, you have to know the word of God. And that's the reason and you have to be in the you spirit got to of be God. in the spirit of God. And that's the reason why the giftings are so important. God just don't give gifts just to give them out to prosper you. But no, it is also to protect the body of Christ. The spirit of discernment is a very key gift to have is to be able to see what spirit is in operation. Absolutely. It's not necessarily the person that comes in the door and they have on a nice outfit. But it's the spirit that, that motivates them and yes. calls them to act the way that they do. Today is the day that we need to look and see how this scripture is really pertinent for this day. We have to contend for the faith that God has given unto us. And you have to be careful about that strife because the Bible says in James that where there is envy and strife, mm -hmm. there is confusion in every evil work. Now, what just happened with the video you saw in, in California? Was it in California when the guy walked up in the church? I don't know. No, it was in Detroit. So yes. the, in Detroit, someone walks up into the bishop's church and he's, and he's already videotaping. He already planned how he's going to disrupt that church. And he walks up in there confronting the bishop saying that the bishop is, is a hireling and stealing the people's money and all of that. And listen, I don't know the bishop. I don't know the guy. He may be a thief and a robber. He may be a wolf in sheep. I don't know if he is or not. But the thing is, the way that the man went about doing it was not correct and so he caused confusion and strife in there and they went to fisticuffs right in the house of God the fact that the enemy would get so bold to even walk up into a church these are the days and the times that we are living in we've got to contend for the faith that has been delivered to the people of God and you do remember that in 2nd Timothy Paul admonished Timothy saying that there is coming a time and it is going to be in the latter days 
when things have become even worse than they are today is what he was telling him. He said, perilous times shall come. Men will be lovers of their own selves right. and covetous and boasters and proud and blasphemers. And they will be disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fears, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. They will make a show of religion, but behind the scenes, they are animals. Stay clear of these people is what Paul told Timothy, because these are the sort that have crept into the house of God and led some silly folks captive. They have misled and deceived, and they have hoodwinked some that have been unlearned in the things of God and immature in the things of God. You better be careful of the spirits that you allow in your atmosphere and in your realm. Just because it's dressed up, don't make it God. As a matter of fact, in another place, he told him, don't confuse gain with godliness. Don't suppose that because someone has a lot of things that God has favored them. So we want to make sure that as we are going through these perilous times that we are living in, that we have a right perspective that we have to fight for the things of God fight for the righteousness of God, fight that the truth of God would prevail, fight that the powers of the enemy would be bound. You've got to pray. I mean, at the end of it all, it gets back to what he told you to do. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways and pray, God would heal this land. In Psalms 2, It says, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Question mark. He says, the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together. And I know this is true against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Basically what they're saying, let us get up from underneath the rule of, of God. Let us not be that nation that they declare that this is a Christian nation. We don't want to hear anything about that. We want to set our own rules and our own laws we don't want to be tied to this God that they continually preach and then the next verse says he that setteth in heaven shall laugh and the Lord shall have them in derision I'm telling you that all the things that you're seeing in the earth today that it is really a spiritual warfare and is set against the people of God because they want to bring the people of God under control you know I like the way that the message Bible continues on in that same passage of scripture it says the heaven throned God breaks out laughing at first he's amused at their presumption then he gets good and angry furiously he shuts them up don't you know there's a king in zion a coronation banquet is spread for him on the holy summit there are some god deniers there are some messiah defiers that want to be free from this truth of god but they can't be they can't cast off god and so what you need to do as much as they keep trying you keep contending and wrestling when it costs you something you keep fighting and contending this is a good fight that you are fighting this is one that you will win because the battle has already been fixed. Jesus has already wrought our victory. We need to continue fighting until you stop breathing, until you stop bleeding, until your heart stops kick drum beating. When it's hard times, when it's a long day and the enemy is right up in your face, you keep on fighting the good fight. This is a good fight and you keep on fighting the good fight. Keep lifting your light 
and let your light shine. Until you stop breathing, till you stop bleeding, until your heart stops kick drum beating. When it's hard times, when it's long days, and the enemy is right up in your face. When your back's against the ropes and you're feeling all alone, keep fighting the It's a little different from what we've been playing before, but you know, it's always good to try new things. And that song has a real good beat to it. So, and, but what I like about it is talking about keep fighting the good fight. It says never give up. It says keep letting your light shine, holding it high as long as you live. And I'm telling you, that's what God, I can hear God speaking through that. Fight the good fight of faith. Let your light shine because what the light shining is for other people to see that they may know that there is hope and there is another way. We are called to be light bearers. Our light is to be held high so that someone can find their way to God. Amen. And so, you know, we started this asking, what should the response, the proper response of a Christian be to the unrest, the unsettling, and all of the disarray that we see in our community, our society, around the nation? And we talked about the fact that our response has to be different from the world. Our way has to, the way of the Lord is different than our, than the ways of man. The thoughts of God are different than the thoughts of man. You, even when you run the risk, 
risk of being laughed at, called old fashioned and, you know, called stuck up or whatever else they may call you. You keep on fighting the good fight. You keep contending for the faith that has been delivered to the people of God. You keep on holding on with all that you have as the song said, until you stop breathing, until you stop bleeding, until your heart stops kick drum beating. I don't care if it's hard times. I don't care if the days are long. If the enemy's right up in your face, if your back is up against the rope, you keep on fighting that good fight of faith because I guarantee you that God guards his word to perform it. And this battle is fixed. This victory has already been won. You got to walk this thing out as people of God and trust that God will stand up for those who stand up for the righteousness of Jesus Christ. He will defend those. Arise, O God, and let your enemies be scattered as we find ourselves in perilous times fighting the good fight of faith. My God, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this message. We hear you speaking, God. We hear you set, uh, loud and clear, oh God. Help us to fight the good fight of faith. Help us to stand in the power and the truth of your word. Help us, dear Father, to stand when others, dear Father, will refute our words, when others will come and say harsh things against us because we're not going with the flow. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us to stand and remember that we're fighting the good fight of faith and that those who see that we are fighting in Jesus name that Lord that they too will be converted they too will ask who is this Jesus that causes you to stand in the midst of ridicule in the midst of being bad mouth who is this Jesus that God that they will be converted and turn towards you God in the name of Jesus Christ Lord I pray that those dear father who have crept in unawares those who have infiltrated dear father the ranks dear father uncover them that the people will not be deceived and expose them that God that come with the spirit of deception and those seducing spirits oh father God those dear father God who's been higher oh God to curse the people of God but out of their mouths every time they go to curse us dear father out of their mouths will come spilling forth blessings in the name of Jesus Christ uncover those dear father God who are there for filthy lucre who are promoting violence oh father oh God Lord that are causing the people to be even more enraged and, and yet dear father they're getting paid for the actions dear father God expose them in the name of Jesus Christ and cause the righteous dear father to prevail in Jesus name Lord God that we will stand now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our savior be glory and majesty dominion and power both now and ever amen Hey man, keep fighting the good fight of faith. Have you heard Tracy's Touch presents Dos Palamos? No, what is it? It's the new banquet hall and meeting facility in Springfield, Ohio. It can seat 350 people. They have state-of-the-art video and audio equipment, a full-service kitchen, and they even offer meeting and event planning services. And it is conveniently located just off the highway at 195 East Levels Lane, Springfield, Ohio. Give them a call. The number is 937 346 
thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.